You're listening to Object As, a six-part series from the American Craft Podcast supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Subscribe to the American Craft Podcast wherever you listen or visit craftcouncil.org. To find out more about how National Endowment for the Arts grants impacts individuals and communities, visit www.arts.gov. Objects fashioned by craft artists can do more than appeal to the eye and hand. They can speak to our cultural, political, environmental, and social climates. They can comment on today's issues, inspire conversations. They can be acts of rebellion. That's the point of the Object As project, for which six artists were chosen by six curators to create works that speak subtly, directly, intimately, publicly about issues that matter to them. On this episode, we're featuring Baracoa Guantanamo Cuba-based artist Leandro Gomez Quintero. Leandro studied philosophy and history and taught at the university in Baracoa. Through his socio-cultural project titled Transportarte a Baracoa, Leandro aims to reflect the reality that surrounds those in Cuba. He has exhibited at the International Folk Art Market in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and his work has been featured in the New York Times. Let the conversation begin. Welcome to another episode of Object As. I am very excited for this interview today with Object As artist Leandro Gomez Quintero who is based in Cuba and also doesn't speak English. And so we're going to be joined by the curator, Stuart Ashman, who nominated him to be a part of Object As, as our interpreter. Um, And if you notice disruptions in the sound or the sound quality, that's because we are actually on a three-way call through the WhatsApp um, so Leandro could join us. Welcome, Stuart and Leandro. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I want to start off by introducing Stuart. Thank you so much for being my interpreter. Um, you are based in Santa Fe, correct? That's right. And you are the, did it, is it entitled Executive Officer of the International Folk Art? No, I, I was the chief executive officer, uh, but currently I am running a gallery of Cuban contemporary art uh, called Artes de Cuba. Okay, and is the gallery based in Santa Fe? Yes, it is. Got it. Um, and so can you give listeners insight how you met Leandro? Yes, well, uh, you know, I grew up in Cuba and... Um, I go there pretty regularly, have been for the last 25 years. My wife leads uh, cultural trips to Cuba, and she came back from Baracoa, the town where Leandro lives, with uh, one of his creations as a gift for me. And I said, I gotta meet this guy. <laughs> so uh, shortly after I went and we met and we struck up a friendship, uh, we encouraged him to join, to uh, apply for the International Folk Art Market, which he did with great success. Uh, and he came uh, and uh, made a lot of sales and got a lot of followers. Uh, and so we stay in touch 
pretty regularly and every time I go to his town we spend some time together um, can you describe for listeners where Baracoa is? Because it's it's in somewhat of an isolated region of Cuba, correct? Yeah, Baracoa is in the northeasternmost part of Cuba. It's a small town. Uh, the whole municipality is about 80,000, but the town itself is more about 15,000. Uh, it's on the coast. And uh, one of the interesting things is that it was the first capital of Cuba, and it was where Columbus landed in 1492 when he first arrived in Cuba. And it was only uh, in the 1960s, uh, mid-1960s, that a road was built over the mountains to get there. Prior to that, the only way to get to Baracoa was by boat. Okay. And so as we go in our conversation, everyone, take keep in mind, I'm going to mostly have Stuart and Leandro lead this conversation. Um, I'll interject here and there for questions, but I'm excited to get Leandro into the conversation. Um, hola, Leandro. Hola. Stuart, can you please ask Leandro to introduce himself to listeners and um, share what his current occupation is? Leandro, hable un poco sobre ti que te presentes y que diga algo de tu trabajo, qué cosa es lo que tú haces. Si quieres, puedes también decir lo que hacías antes de, de profesor y todo eso. Dale. Y dame chance para traducir poco a poco. Bien. Dale. Mi nombre es eh, Leandro Gómez Quintero. Mi nombre es Leandro Gómez Quintero. Eh, nací en el año 1976 aquí en Baracoa, una pequeña ciudad eh, de Cuba. Es el territorio más oriental que tiene el país. I was born in 1976 here in this little town of Baracoa, which is the most eastern uh, province uh, of the island of Cuba. Eh, desde niño y he pasado toda mi niñez, eh, mi, mi infancia, mi juventud y mi vida entera le he pasado aquí en, en Baracoa. Soy profesor de historia y filosofía. I spent uh, my entire life since infancy, elementary school and high school and university here in Baracoa, and currently I teach. Uh, history and philosophy. Eh, he sido profesor de historia y filosofía en varias enseñanzas. He dado clases en la enseñanza secundaria, el preuniversitario y en la enseñanza universitaria. En todas ellas he podido impartir la asignatura de historia, por la que siento mucho amor. Me gusta mucho la asignatura de historia. I've been uh, teaching uh, history at many levels, at uh, the secondary level, at pre-college, and at the university level, and I really enjoy uh, passing on the information of history and philosophy to students. Um, oh, no, no, you go. Actualmente soy, estoy haciendo el trabajo de artesanía a tiempo completo pero hace aproximadamente cuatro años era profesor en la escuela de medicina de Baracoa uh, 
currently I've been doing my art uh, full time for the last four years. My last job was as a professor of history and uh, philosophy at the medical school here in Baracoa. That's amazing that you've been going full time the last four years. Um, Leandro, do you make so do you make the most of your living off of selling your work or do you teach art classes or anything like that? Yes, the gana to bueno tu ganancia para pagar tu gastos de la vida completamente de la artesanía o también sigues enseñando o das clases de arte o cómo es. Eh, la ganancia, el 90% de las ganancias mías ahora son del producto del trabajo con la artesanía. El otro pequeño por ciento eh, lo, lo gano haciendo algunos trabajos y hay veces que doy clases particulares a algunos estudiantes, los preparo para, para pruebas y exámenes. 90% of what I do uh, for a living right now uh, is my art. Uh, that's where my earning comes from. About 10% come from tutoring students who want to prepare for college. Uh, and I do that as well. When So your piece, um, Transport, Transportarte a Baracoa, did they say that? Okay. Um, is what I would describe as sculpture of course but reminds me of dioramas that i've seen where you take you know a scene and you make it into a miniature and what struck me about leandro's piece is the amount of detail that went into it and the fact that when you look at it through a picture you can't tell the actual scale of it um can you have leandro introduce reader listeners to you the name of his piece and why he chose to recreate the Willie's Jeep? Yeah. Uh, ella me, me pregunta que, el, bueno, el proyecto de transportarte a Baracoa y creaste esta pieza que se llama Willie's Maritierra y que, bueno, que le, a ella personalmente le hace referencia a los dioramas que se ven en museos porque está tan detallado y quiere que le digas algo sobre por qué hiciste esta pieza y lo que le interesó mucho es que cuando no se ve la pieza en persona uno no sabe de qué tamaño es se cree que es el tamaño real no porque luce tan realístico sí el proyecto transportarte a Baracoa es una idea que surgió hace cinco años aproximadamente luego de que conociera yo a, a Stuart y estuviese invitado a la feria, se ocurrió la idea de hacer el proyecto Transportarte a Baracoa con el fin de que eh, jóvenes de la comunidad trabajaran con, conmigo en la confección de esos o de estas piezas. Y ya que no ejercía como profesor, una vía importante para enseñar historia y enseñar habilidades era precisamente el proyecto Transportarte a Baracoa. Well, the project Transportate Baracoa started about five years ago, uh, which is about the time uh, just after we met. Uh, and he he's saying that uh, he thought it was a good medium to be able to continue to teach history uh, to young students through this uh, art.
art form because most of the pieces are of a historical nature. Han pasado por el proyecto más de 10, más de 10 alumnos, pudiera decir, y no, no han salido siendo la misma persona. Tienen un conocimiento al salir elemental de qué es la historia del carro, por qué eso se enseña, por qué el carro, sus proporciones, en qué escenario estuvo presente en un momento de la historia y características esenciales del carro y de su sistema de producción. So for, for for approximately ten of his students uh, that have worked with him in in uh, his studio have learned uh, and have come out as different people uh, because not only have they learned the history of the vehicles but why those particular vehicles were used and how they were used uh, and that became. Uh, part of the learning experience for them, not only learning his craft. Yeah. Oh. Eh, a, a diferencia de otro grupo de, de artesanos que pudieran hacer un trabajo similar, nosotros no, no juntamos una pieza sobre la otra. Un, nosotros no, no juntamos un grupo de, de piezas para que asemeje a un jeep. Detrás de todo esto hay un estudio de proporciones, de detalles, de colores, de modelos del carro, de partes y piezas que lo componen, que es lo que le da, como, como tú decías, al verlo de lejos, la realidad, que parezca algo bastante real. Ese es un compromiso que tenemos con la historia del carro. Ese. Yeah, well, one of, one of the um, objectives that we have is to make the cars as realistic as possible in every detail so that the history of the vehicle can be told accurately and and what uh, sarah said regarding um that uh they look real that's part of the idea is that when you look at the piece in a photograph uh you imagine that this is a real object uh and that's part of the objective of uh group but the students not only learn the history but they learn things about proportion, about the details, about all of the parts that make up this vehicle and why uh, why they were. Um, and so for those who are listening, especially for this conversation, I encourage you to um, click in the description of the podcast, which will send you to the American Crafts Council website where you can see a picture of Leandra's vehicle. I'm staring at it as we talk and um, and I can see like the tailpipe. I can see the nuts on the wheel, like the attention to detail. Um, the more I look at this piece, the more I see. And I think that's really incredible. And I love that you also use making these as a teaching tool, of course. A los que están oyendo que vayan al sitio web de la organización para que puedan ver la imagen de tu trabajo y bueno mientras ella mira se da cuenta de que todos los detalles están ahí todas las tuercas de las ruedas el tubo de escape eh, lo, todos los detalles que le pusiste y que eso es muy importante en, en uh, 
porque de, demuestra la historia de la obra. Sí, eh, la, la historia, eh, esta pieza, Willis de Mar y Tierra, tiene su, propio, su propia historia. El artista no puede estar ajeno a la realidad que le rodea, tiene un compromiso con la realidad. Entonces lo que hicimos fue eh, vincular la historia de este jeep que estuvo presente y peleando en todos los frentes de batalla en la Segunda Guerra Mundial, traerlo un poco a la realidad. So this this uh, is in fact the, the history of the vehicle, but it also parallels the history of Cuba, because mm -hmm. this particular vehicle was used uh, in combat in World War II, but now it is being used as a transport vehicle locally, uh, and so it has a long history, and its history parallels the actual history of Cuba. I like how Leandro described the Willys Jeep as a strong and brave vehicle in the article. Um, now, with Object As, we were creating objects to bring attention to something. I mean, you're speaking about the history of Cuba and specifically how significant this vehicle is to Cubans. You also... You know, the, P, the vehicle has a boat on top of it, and you inscribe the word um, Gemenia. Did I say that correctly? Gemen yeah? Yeah. Um, can you ask Leandro to share with listeners what Gem Gemenia means and why he chose to add these other details? Sí, bueno, ya nota que cuando hiciste el vehículo, pusiste un barquito arriba, ¿no? Eh, y, y bueno, y escribiste la palabra Yemanyá y explica un poco por qué y qué, qué es el significado de todo eso. Sí, eh, como pieza eh, de, de, artística y, y pieza hecha en Baracoa, está, se le impregna la la cultura baracuense y a la vez la cultura cubana. Esta palabra es una deidad africana que es eh, la protectora o la dueña de, de los mares en Cuba. Entonces, la persona o las personas que intentan alguna aventura o alguna travesía por el mar, ya sea para pescar o ya sea para ir un poquito más lejos a pescar, eh, eh, utilizan siempre y se, se aferran a estas deidades como pidiendo protección hacia ellos y sus vidas. So, uh, as, as you mentioned, the, uh, the Willis Maritierra has a, uh, a raft on the roof and that has the word Yemanya and Yemanya is uh, part of uh, Cuban culture in a very deep way because uh, the Afro-Cuban uh, culture Uh, Yemanya is the deity or the orisha that uh, protects you from the ocean and the waters. And so whether you're going to take a journey on that raft uh, across the, the Florida Straits or whether you're just going fishing, you want to invoke Yemanya to help you and protect you on this trip. Mm -hmm. um, Leandro... When you make a piece like this, can you describe the types of materials 
that are in it because you truly transform them. Um, and when I'm looking at it, I'm trying to see if I can identify what the material is, but um, it's hard. <laughs> can you please share? Cuando tú haces una obra como esta, eh, es muy interesante que porque tú transformas todos los materiales. Entonces pregunta que cuáles son los materiales y, y cómo es que tú lo transformas de esa forma. Eh, para cada parte del carro hay un material que se asemeja a lo que queremos a lo que queremos hacer. Por ejemplo, la carrocería de los carros. Eh, un por ciento importante son de cartón, de cartón, cartulina, pero reforzada, pintada y con un tratamiento, eh, un tratamiento diferenciado. Las ruedas, por ejemplo, se hacen de. So for for every for every part that I make, uh, there's a different set of materials that get treated. For example, for the chassis, I start with cardboard. Uh, or poster board, and then they get reinforced with glue and paint and so on. Uh, and then for the wheels, las ruedas. Dime. No, no, eso. No, muy bien, muy bien. La rueda es la, la poliespuma. La, la espuma de goma, no sé cómo, sí, cómo sí. le llaman allá, que se trabaja y se lija. Sí, de... Usamos madera también. The, way, the tires are made out of styrofoam, which is which I work with, you know, carving and painting and patina them uh, so that they look uh, original. Okay, I'm staring at them. Oh no! You can. pedacitos de madera, esponja para los asientos, vinil para forrar los asientos, sponge for the seats, pieces of vinyl to. Uh, to cover the seats. Reciclamos los tubos de cola loca y se convierten en los en los cardanes y barras de transmisión de los carros, asemejando piezas de engranaje. So uh, sometimes I reuse the, uh, the the tubes of super glue. I cut them up and you know shape them to do the differentials and the mechanical parts of the car. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned that this Willy is part of a ongoing series. What other, um, is it a series of different Willy vehicles or is there, what other pieces are in the series? Que mencionaste que este Willy es parte de una serie, transportarte a Baracoa, y que si únicamente usas el Willy o si hay otros tipos de vehículos que tú que tú creas en esa serie. Bueno, eh, este Willy es el, el primero. Hay otro Willy más, un Willy verde, que también aborda la misma temática. Hay dos camiones eh, también en la serie. Por cierto, van en estos días para Estados Unidos. Lo vamos a mandar por, por la agencia que, que los exporta, por la agencia Copa. Hay un camión eh, Unimog y hay un camión GMC CCKW del año 1941 que también abordan esa misma temática. So uh, there's another uh, Willys Jeep from that Maritierra uh, edition, but there's also 
many other vehicles uh, that are representative of the um, the transportation that's used in the in uh, in the Baracoa area. One is a Unimog. It's a that's a Mercedes flat, flatbed or rack truck, and then there's also a 1947 GMC truck. Both of those are being shipped right now to the United States to be in the folk art market this summer. Oh, congratulations on that. And um, Stuart, with the gallery that you run, do you have pieces of Leandro's in it right now? Like if people wanted to go to that website? I don't have any pieces of Leandro's because we are, well, it's a complicated uh, matter, but I would love to represent Leandro here, but the folk art market has a, a rule mm. that you show your work within 500 miles you become ineligible to be in the market and we can't really match the kind of sales that uh, he realizes at the market now if for some reason someday he was not uh, accepted to the market which I don't see how that would happen uh, then we would dump on it and we may include a piece at some point uh you know because it's so important to see his work mm -hmm. uh, but, uh we can't really have uh, a quantity of it because we'd be in competition with the market right and because we're a gallery our prices would be much much higher right right, right. um leandro have you come to the states for the market before in 2017, he was able to come. He had the possibility of coming and he came. Oh, nice. Um, so, Leandro, can you share a little bit about what you're working on currently? Do you have any new projects in the work? Sí, qué buena, qué buena pregunta. Me alegra mucho que me haya preguntado eso, porque eh, hay muchas cosas por hacer. I'm very happy that you asked me because there's a lot to do. Yeah. Eh, eh, estoy buscando, porque decía que, que el trabajo es un trabajo de investigación también. Estoy buscando eh, varios puntos eh, de coincidencia entre el transporte utilizado en la Segunda Guerra Mundial y, y la situación eh, del transporte en Cuba o, o una parte de la realidad que, que expresa el transporte en Cuba. Y, y hay cosas muy interesantes para expresar. Oh, our interpreter is stepping away to get the phone real quick. One moment. I turned it off. <laughs> okay, okay. Interfere with our conversation. So I did hear uh, what Leandro said, and you know he does have uh, several projects going on right now. And the first part of the project always is research, uh, and this particular project uh, includes um, a broader sense of the uh, transportation in Cuba using uh, surplus World War II vehicles and how they have been transformed by their users. Mm -hmm. 
está el Willis GPA, General Purpose Amphibio, que también fue muy utilizado y que, y que pueden aportar mucho al trabajo creativo en esta nueva, en esta nueva etapa de trabajo. So, yeah, in this new uh, era of my work, uh, I'm really expanding on this idea of these vehicles. Like I mentioned, the, the 1947 GMC, which is a truck that's now used as a bus to transport people. Uh, so the, the whole history of that vehicle and its evolution as now a bus uh, is, is an important part of the project. Un sueño cumplido, un sueño cumplido mío fue ir a un museo que tuve la oportunidad cuando estuve en Estados Unidos con Stuart de ir a un museo y ver estos carros y aviones también de la Primera y la Segunda Guerra Mundial eh, eh, como piezas museables. Yo tengo la suerte aquí en Cuba de no tenerlo en museo, pero sí tenerlo en la calle porque todavía rueda a la, a la edad que tienen, eh, todavía rueda con la inventiva y las piezas que, que tenemos que ponerle para resolver el problema del transporte. Cuando was en los Estados Unidos, tuve el privilegio de ir al Museo de New Mexico Military Museum y ver algunos de sus vehículos y planes, aeroplanes, que fueron usados durante la World War II y incluso antes de eso. We don't have any such museum en Baracoa, pero en essence, we have what is a living museum because we have the vehicles rolling uh, and and it, they, uh, they describe how we solve the transportation problems here in Cuba. Yeah, I mean, I, forgive me, I don't know a lot about, I mean, I know some about Cuba's history and definitely the images are very iconic where you see a street and it's um, lined with these cars from the 50s the 60s and i know the culture there is that you consistently um repair and keep those vehicles going whereas america is a little bit more um like fast fashion you know you kind of just like discard the cars and get a brand new car where in cuba it's very different um is there something about that that is what inspires Leandro in a great way, or is it more talking about the types of cars? Okay, bueno, que ella no sabe dice perdón porque no sabe mucho sobre la historia de los carros, pero sí lo que se conoce mucho es que los carros de los 50, ella dijo de los 60, pero no de los 60, de los 50 en Cuba y anteriormente. Eh, siguen andando y lo siguen reparando mientras que en este país aquí se desechan los carros y se compra uno nuevo y, y bueno pregunta de te pregunta que cómo eso funciona en, en tu mente no el hombre piensa como vive y, y yo tengo que vivir y pensar de acuerdo a la realidad que me rodea. Eso es lo que tengo y lo que siempre he tenido. Says, yo no, no he visto. A man has to think uh, how he lives and live how he thinks. Uh, and this is the reality that uh, has surrounded me 
my whole life uh, is you know these old vehicles that have been uh, restored mm-hmm. for use. I also find it interesting because there is a with that is resourcefulness, right? Because if you need a part and maybe you can't don't have access to it, how do you fix something and you use your your resources to figure it out? Um, and I see that in Leandro's piece where he's very resourceful in the materials that he uses to create them. Dentro de, de, ese, de ese tema de, de los carros que siguen andando por la calle, eh, se ve una iniciativa de, de resolver, ¿no? Porque allá no hay piezas, entonces se inventan las piezas o se hacen las piezas. Y ella ve un paralelo muy fuerte entre eso, que es la vida real, y el trabajo que tú haces, porque tú tampoco tienes materiales, pero tú creas el carro y, y luces real. No, es así, es así. Eh, muchas veces no tengo el pegamento adecuado, no tengo la pintura adecuada, no tengo el cartón adecuado y trabajo con lo que puedo tener a mano. Entonces, no me paro en lo que estoy haciendo, sigo trabajando. Sometimes I don't have the glue, I don't have the paint, I don't have the materials, but I have to work with what I have on hand. Mm-hmm. Which, very much a parallel to what you were saying, Sarah, regarding the uh, the materials yeah. and the parts. Es una manera de decir también, es una manera de interpretar y de decir algo de la realidad también, porque los carros quedarían muy bonitos con pinturas muy lindas y pegamentos especiales, quedarían de una manera, pero también con pinturas más feas, con pegamentos más improvisados, quedarían de una manera que también yeah, of course you could have the best glue and the best paint and they would be very pretty cars, but because of the materials that I use, they have a particular message, which is part of the art form. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yes. That was the question I was trying to get to, or that is what I was trying to like um, articulate in a not so beautiful way. Um, Leandro, I want to know more about you. I mean, lover of history, obviously creative, academic. Um, is Leandro a father? Sí, háblale un poco sobre ti. Eres muy creativo, amante de la historia. Ya sabemos todo eso, pero habla un poco de ti. Eres padre, tienes familia, habla de todo eso. Sí, yo soy, yo soy padre de dos, de dos hermosos eh, niños, una hembra de, de ocho años, Olivia, y un varón de nueve que se llama Emmanuel. Son más lindos que yo, mucho más lindos que yo. I, I have two children, um, two beautiful children. I have a daughter, uh, Olivia, who's eight, mm-hmm. uh, and a boy who's nine, and they're much more beautiful than me. <laughs> um, do they do they make things with you? I would see that this would be something that your children probably would be like. I want to do that too. Que que si les interesa a ellos trabajar contigo hacer lo que tú haces. Sí, sobre todo a sobre todo a mi hija. Mi hija va conmigo todas las noches a un lugar que yo le llamo el taller, un lugar que era de madera y después que llegó la feria y el mercado. 
se ha convertido en un lugar sólido de, de cemento, de tu barrio adicto, en un taller de verdad organizado, y la idea es convertirlo en una galería también. Ella va todas las noches conmigo y trabaja en el taller haciendo manualidades. Pinta muñecas, les hace ropa. Every evening uh, she goes, my daughter goes with me to the studio uh, and she works with wood, with cloth. Uh, she has her own projects, but she's there with me. Uh, and at some point we're going to turn the studio into a gallery. Oh, I love that. Yo soy muy inquieto, siempre estoy trabajando en algún proyecto. Siempre estoy trabajando en algo, ya sea en el taller o fuera de él. Quiero que todo lo que me rodee se vea bonito y, y tenga estética y gusto. I'm, I'm very restless. I always have to be involved in something, whether it's a project in my studio or a project in the house, uh, but I have to stay busy all the time. Um, and your your wife, I saw her hand come into the screen. Um, is she an academic or artist as well? Yes, she is también académica or artista. Mi esposa es doctora. Se hizo especialista en medicina general integral. She, my wife is a doctor. She's a specialist in general medicine. Oh, yeah. So, very smart <laughs> academic. Yeah, yeah. Pero se va a poner a hacer, se va a poner a hacer carrito porque le va a dar más dinero. But she's going to be... ¿Cómo? ¿Cómo? ¿Qué <laughs> What do you say? Se va a poner a hacer carrito porque le va a dar más dinero que la medicina. Oh, the cars are the breadwinners of the family. Love that. I mean, it would be kind of incredible if your daughter's work went to the international folk market, like a mother, a father-daughter team. Kind of Eso es tan fabuloso que yo no, no había ni siquiera pensado en eso, pero es una idea maravillosa. It's a marvelous idea. I haven't even thought about it. Ooh, you should do it. Oh, you heard it here first. Um, Leandro, is there anything else that you wanted to share with listeners that I haven't touched on? Que si quisiera decir algo más que no te ha preguntado o si tienes algo para compartir con, con la audiencia que está aquí. La entrevista me ha parecido muy interesante y, y, y las preguntas no podían ser otra que estas preguntas muy inteligentes, muy, muy, muy buenas para responder. Very excited about this interview and the questions couldn't have been better. Uh, these were the questions that needed to be asked. Oh, thank you and thank you so much for uh, your patience and. Um, flexibility with making this work. This is the most interesting interview I've ever done in terms of making it work. Muchas gracias por toda tu paciencia y hacerlo de esta forma y que esta es la entrevista más interesante que ella ha hecho. Un placer, el placer es mío. The pleasure is mine. Okay, well then... On that note, we'll wrap up. And everyone listening, I really hope that you look at Leandro's piece. Um, it's something that you can stare at it for 
10 minutes and still continue to see something new every time you look at it. It's really amazing. I also, I didn't mention, but I love the photography of the piece and how it's sitting on a beach. I mean, that's not, that's a real background, right? Like that's on a beach. Le encantó que la foto está delante del mar, de la playa, y pregunta que si eso es real, ¿no? El, el fondo real. Ya. Yeah. Eh, la, la, foto, la foto tiene una historia. Mi esposa es, es mucho mejor fotógrafa que yo, y entonces empezó ella a tomar la foto. Y yo le dije, te decía que, que mi esposa empezó a, a tomar la foto. Y, y no le salió bien, yo no soy fotógrafo y en una le dije, eh, dame acá que yo se la voy a tirar. Y yo mismo la tiré y salió así como tú la ves. Y so then he, you know, he took the camera and uh, placed the piece. Um, I mean, I suggested it that she, he put it near the, I mean, I know where he lives, so I suggested where it should be, so mm -hmm. that it would have that kind of uh, real sense. And really, it throws off the scale once again, because yeah. you you think this is this is life size. Uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, it'd be uh, interesting to put an object that we all recognize, like a coin or something, next to it, so that you realize the scale of the piece. Um, but yeah, um, you know, that's that photo was taken right across the street from his house. Uh, he just he lives right on the seawall of Baracoa, which is very dramatic because the ocean there um, sometimes rises 30 feet. Uh, I mean, during the Hurricane Matthew, his house was completely destroyed uh, with a 30-foot wave. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And also, yes. I just keep looking at it and I want to see like a can of soda or a side-by-side -side of someone holding it because I think it plays with your perception so much. <laughs> he says if he could find a can of soda, he'd, he'd put it on, but there aren't too many here right now. Okay. Um, well, on that, thank you so much, Stuart. Um, and thank you, Leandro. This was really great. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Huh? Thank you, Sarah. Oh, you're very welcome. The Object As series is hosted and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown, of the Proceed Value Podcast, in collaboration with the American Craft Council and supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Subscribe to the American Craft Podcast wherever you listen and follow us on social media at Craft Council. This program and many like it are supported in part by our members. You can support future programs and the American Craft Council by becoming a member yourself. Go to craftcouncil.org join to learn more. Thank you for being a part of the conversations. <laughs>